Yeah, go ahead. Hi, my name is Dustin Pischel, and on this episode of The Chatting Comedian, I have a guest, Andrew Stanley. He is a hilarious comedian. And, Andrew, who, what is the worst heckler you have ever had? <laughs> well, first of all, Dustin, thank you so much for having me on The Chatting mm-hmm. Comedian. I'm very excited to be here. Is that some boxing equipment behind you? Yeah. Is that for you? Are you uh, a boxer? Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I use, uh, yeah, a lot of times me and my brother use it. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, hecklers, I've been lucky. I haven't had too many horrible hecklers. Oh. Uh, but, uh, you know, when you perform at comedy clubs, so, you know, it gets late at night. People yeah. can get kind of crazy. Uh, I one time this guy started trying to go to the bathroom in the middle of the show. And the bouncer had to carry him out before he started going to the bathroom. And oh. So that was a pretty big disruption. Uh, can you not go to the bathroom in the middle of shows? <laughs> no. Well, you can, but you're supposed to go to the bathroom. He was trying to go in the middle of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I remember once I was, um, so do you know who Bob Sheehy is? I don't know. I don't know if I know Bob. Um, so he's this guy that, um... I know this guy, Jerry Caruso, and he was performing, and one of the guests was Bob Sheehy, and a guy just said to him, you look like a frog. Like, like I, a frog? Yeah, the guy wasn't, like, I don't know if he was a heckler, I think he was just more of a weirdo. Like, he interrupted it, and, like, it was honestly entertaining. He just talked about how when he was younger, he ran away from home because of his parents, and how, like, when he was 17, he got an apartment, he was an oddball. Yeah. You meet a lot of interesting people doing this, as you have already learned. Yeah. But, uh, how I old are you, Dustin? Twelve. Twelve? And yeah. you're already doing stand-up? I am yeah. so jealous. I sort of want, like, um, to have a heckler someday. Like, I just want to ta- I have this <laughs> joke about vegans, and I just want to have a vegan heckler. A vegan heckler? Yeah. <laughs> and they just get so angry. Oh, that would be the best. Um. <laughs> There was once I was watching a YouTube video, and a guy actually poured water onto the um, comedian. Oh, wow. That's brutal. So... Yeah, if, you, if you have a heckler, sometimes you can turn it into the yeah. you know the most memorable part of the show. Yeah. You know, if you get good at dealing with them, yeah. then uh, a, lot of times, a lot of times that can go so well for you that your next joke is tough to pull off because yeah. everybody's like... We, just, we want to do more of that in-the-moment yeah. stuff. So it's, you got to transition back to your material. But uh, So what got you into stand-up comedy? Um, You know, I never really was interested in it. I was, I'm such an introvert, and I didn't ever really like being on stage. Like in school, I didn't like mm-hmm. presenting projects. Um, but I thought I was funny, and I, you know, I thought I could do, like, comedy writing or something. Mm-hmm. And then a guy offered to help me with comedy writing but he said he would only help me if i tried stand-up oh that's cool i went and started doing some open mics and then i got hooked have you ever thought about like writing for a company or do you just did you get hooked by performing yeah i think i still think about it sometimes i think uh you know stand-up is so much fun as you know once you start doing stand-up it's tough to really focus on anything else but i definitely do some writing stuff on the side and have some Mm -hmm. projects i'd like to work on one day um but yeah it's kind of two sides 
of the coin and you know mm-hmm. you can be funny on stage then if you're good enough on stage people will be mm-hmm. like oh will you write this thing for me and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have a bunch of different yeah. types of jobs but they're all kind of in the comedy realm yeah. so that's that's the goal i think for us i like i like i would like to write for someone but it's like sort of odd you know what i mean like, I don't know how you write for someone else. Like, yeah, like, you probably have to ask them a bunch of questions. Like, especially if they do Anka Don't Do, you're going to, like, oh, how, like, you're going to have to, like, ask them too many questions. It'd be odd. You mean, like, writing for another comedian? Yeah. Like a stand-up comedian? Yeah, see, that would be kind of weird. Because everybody yeah. has their own voice. you got to try mm-hmm. to write in someone else's voice, which yeah. is challenging. I remember one time I had a guy reach out to me that saw me at a show. And he said, hey, I really enjoyed your show. My brother is getting married, and I have to give a best man speech at the wedding. Would you write it for me and make it funny? So I had to write this guy's speech, but I didn't, like you said, I had to ask so many questions. Because I don't know this guy's brother. I don't know Mm -hmm. anything about these people. So we had to have a couple of phone calls where he was Mm -hmm. giving me a lot of information, and then we kind of worked on it together. Yeah. But it, it is definitely not as easy as just writing stuff from your own perspective. Yeah. Have, like, so what was it like growing up with, like, a pastor as a dad, like, a high-profile one? Yeah. Uh, you know, I never really knew anything different. So it's yeah. tough to know kind of how it compares. My dad was, uh, he also grew up with a pastor as yeah. a dad. So I think he knew what it was like, and he uh, made it kind of easy on us yeah. to I think he knew what the challenges were and got ahead of a lot of them. Yeah. So um, it would always be weird when strangers would know who my dad was. Yeah. But um, but we didn't really go out to eat very much. We mostly stayed at home. Oh, is that why? Because of people? A lot of times, yeah, people would come up and try to be like, oh, can we sit with you? And my dad's um, like, oh, we are with our family. Yeah, because so, so I was reading this book and he, this guy was talking about um, – have you heard of the seven habits of highly effective people? Yeah, I've never read it, but I've yeah. heard of it. Yeah. So, um, there was sort of like a um, like a guy who the son of the author who was talking about it, and he's like, people would just come up to me and hug me and be like, "Oh, I love your dad." That's so odd. Yeah, it is odd. I get that a lot, especially if I'm doing a show at a church. A lot of times, people will be yeah. like, "Oh, we," you know, after the show, I think they're coming up to tell me that they liked my show, but they're yeah. like, "We love your grandfather." Yeah. yeah. How do you do shows at churches? Like, is it hard? Like, you have to, like, be, like, Disney clean. Yeah, it just depends on the church. I mean, most of my stuff is clean enough for a cool church. I mean, churches are so different. So, like, sometimes it's, like, everybody's sitting in pews and the average age of the people in there is, like, 70 years old. And I'm like, I don't know that I have a lot of jokes for all these mm-hmm. 70 year olds but yeah a lot of times it's young and it's people you know my age in their 20s and 30s and those are a lot of fun yeah so it, it's just like a comedy club you know one night it's great next night it's weird yeah so it's kind of just learning how to try to adapt to whoever you're performing for so what how have you been taking comedy during covid yeah, good question. How have you been taking comedy during COVID? Uh, good. Um, um, I know it sounds messed up, but I sort of want the pandemic to go on. Because, like, I can do all these virtual shows. I can perform for comedy clubs, which I usually wouldn't be able to do because of, have like, to be 21, alcohol. That's right. Yeah. Like, I, I, I know, like, people are dying. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, yeah, I like this. 
Yeah, you're living Busted. your best life. That's mm-hmm. great. Somebody's got to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when you do a virtual show, what's your setup? Do you sit at your desk or do you stand up? Or I stand what? up. Like, I know some comedians, I used to sit down, but then I was like, you know what? It just doesn't feel the same. It does not. I totally agree with you. Do you hold anything in your hand, like for a microphone? Uh, no. I, I was going to do that one time. My mom had this plastic microphone. I don't know <laughs> why she had it, but then it broke, so I was... Uh, and I was like, oh, man. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it took me, at first I wanted to be holding something in my hand because yeah. I'm so used to performing and I don't know what to do with my other hand. This mm-hmm. one just stays here. I hear like um, those microphones are really gross. Is that true? Oh, uh, yeah. At, the, at any of the live shows I've been doing now, if there's more than one comedian, they'll either have like a little cover you can put on top of the microphone. Uh-huh. Everybody has their own. Or somebody will come up and wipe them all off. Oh, yeah. Uh, do do comedians do that? that the whole time, probably, because I think they're pretty gross. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to do that when I'm a germaphobe, so whenever I get on stage, I'm probably just going to take a cloth and do that for 20 seconds, and the yeah. audience is just going to be looking at me like, we just can't well, see this. Now, Dustin, too, at a lot of shows, they're saying, bring your own microphone. Yeah. And then when you go on stage, you somebody unhooks theirs, and you plug in yours, yeah. so you kind of have your own that you can... Keep, which which helps a lot. Have you ever? What's the weirdest place you have ever performed at? Oh man, weirdest place I've ever performed. I perform. Oh, this is definitely it. Uh, there is a dog park in, in Atlanta where I live that is like it's like a hip dog park with like a little restaurant attached to it, and it's like on turf. And they wanted to do a comedy show at the dog park, but there's like 200 dogs running around. Oh, that's and hard. like coming on the stage the whole show. So there's kind of some chairs where people are sitting, but dogs are just like fighting and running and playing and like oh, coming behind me, jumping crazy. on me as I'm trying to tell jokes. And yeah. so that was uh, definitely a strange one because yeah. there's just so many distractions and so many things that are like taking away from what you're trying to get people to focus on. Mm hmm. Did you enjoy it or no? You know, stuff like that is fun once. It's yeah. one of those things where you're like, oh, that was a fun, ex- unique experience. But I would it, not want to do that yeah. every week, you know? Yeah. Try to get my camera to refocus. I, like, um, the um, foot... I sort of, like, I've never performed on an actual... Like, I've performed in person once, but I've never performed on an actual stage with a microphone. For real? You yeah. haven't? When did, when did you start? How long did you uh, start? Well, I started about... I started... I want to start becoming a comedian two years ago, but I was in fifth grade. I had no idea about comedy. Then sixth grade, I started writing jokes, and a few months ago, I started performing. That's amazing, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry that you're having to start during such a strange time mm-hmm. where there's not a lot of stages, mm-hmm. but like you said, there's a lot of advantages to yeah. doing the virtual stuff. Yeah. And once you kind of get a, your foot in the door... Mm-hmm. You can honestly do more shows. Yeah. You don't have to be traveling and all that stuff. So I really enjoyed the virtual stuff. I have my setup. I'm the same as you. I like to be standing. I can't mm-hmm. sit. Um, yeah. But like, this is my room. Mm-hmm. And so that is like, these are my curtains. Mm-hmm. And so I close them and then I stand in front of them and it looks kind of like stage curtains. Oh, yeah. And about halfway through the show, I'll show everybody, oh, it's just outside, you know. I have to do in my room like, my mom always wants the room to be cleaned. I had to put up yeah. all that to cover my closet door because my brother wanted my door once for some reason because he's sort During of like... Show? 
Yeah, my brother's... Your brother, your brother heckled you. Has he? No. If he interrupted the show? No, no he didn't interrupt the show, but oh, I, okay. I used to have a door at, on my closet. Then he took it away from me because he wanted to have, a, like, a second door for his closet. For some reason, like, his door wouldn't work. And he wanted a door... Uh, oh, yeah, he wanted a door with a lock. So he took my door and he used it to hide all his, like... DB guns and stuff. Oh, man. Well, that seems like there should have been a conversation or something. They shouldn't have just dropped that on you. Uh, well, I think there was. I don't know why I agreed to stuff like that. Like, he's very manipulative. He's manipulative? Yeah, yeah. he's crazy. Brothers can be that way. Yeah. For sure. Are you, is he older or younger? Older. Older brother's always got... He always mm-hmm. knows how to get what he wants. It's I, frustrating. I can never... I don't know how I'd be an older brother. Yo, is it like hard? Um, I don't know. My I, my brother, I'm the oldest, and I have a brother and a sister, and uh, we're all close in age. So yeah. It doesn't even really feel like I'm the oldest. Yeah. We're all pretty like, close. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine like having a kid my age, like going to the same school, what as I am. That'd be odd for me. Yeah, I had to drive my brother and sister to school. We all went to the same high school, oh. so it was definitely weird. So you used to be homeschooled, and then you went to high school. Was that weird? That's right. Yeah, dude, you did your research. That's mm-hmm. great. Uh, I uh, yeah, I was homeschooled until high school. Then yeah. we went to public high school, and it was uh, it was not. I mean, it was definitely a big transition. Um, but thankfully, I had a lot of friends yeah. like from church and yeah. other and like baseball. And stuff Were you surprised where... how um like how awful some of the kids can be? <laughs> I definitely was. Yeah. I mean, I think I knew it, but then when you see it, you're like, oh, man. Yeah. There's a kid that um, made fun of me because I was wearing a flannel shirt at school. And he's like, uh, and he said something about me looking like a gay cowboy. It was weird. <laughs> flannel. Flannel's great. I love flannel. Yeah, I don't know what he thought about it. I was just trying to do it, like, to pick up girls at school. I was like, yeah. oh, this is going to look good. And, he, and and then he was like, yeah, gay cowboy. I'm like, jeez, rude. <laughs> From what I know about the Massachusetts-Boston area, that sounds like a pretty standard insult. Yeah. I don't like oh. living in that. Like, have you ever lived in a cold area? Never lived in one. Yeah. I travel around a lot, so I visit them all the time. But I've mostly always lived in the southeast. It sucks living here. Like, I, whenever I go in the snow, my like, I um live on a hill, and for some reason, my bus stop is right um like near my like it's right a uh, is actually at someone else's house, like right mm-hmm. ahead of me. Because um, yeah. they can't park on a hill, so I have to come all the way down, and I always fall on the ice if it's snow out there. Uh, brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, did you guys get hit with that big storm that came through last week? Uh, I I forget. I guess that wasn't really as much on the East Coast, so that's good. Um, yeah. The weather is so odd here. Like, someday it's like Antarctica, the other day it's Hawaii. It's odd. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, I've never been to Massachusetts, so I'm hoping I get to come do a show. Oh, yeah. There, maybe we can hang out in person. Yeah. Um, when is are you guys back in school now, or are you um, kind of doing stuff from home? Um, it's a mixture, hybrid, three day, three days at home, two days in school, and yeah, I don't know which one I like more, cause like 
you save like an extra hour when you're doing it at home, but it's not yeah. as fun. Right. So why do they do it to where you only go twice a week? Is it because of COVID? Yeah. I've been at, on stage lately. I've been asking the crowd, you know, is anybody having the homeschool for the mm-hmm. first time this year? Mm-hmm. And then I, a lot of them, I go, are you still homeschooling? And some of them have said, yeah, they go to school on, kids go to school on Tuesdays mm-hmm. and Thursdays. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that makes sense. I heard the virus is much less of, less contagious on yeah. uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> um, so they go, if you're exposed to it every other day, that'll help. Didn't you have a um, drunk scientist as a heckler once? Like a little bit ago? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just posted that video last yeah. week, I think. Um, I was at a country club um, doing a show for them. And, yeah, I was just telling a joke. It's like you said, you know, sometimes you're just telling your joke and somebody yells something out, especially if there's alcohol involved. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's with that guy that was peeing in the <laughs> comedy club. He was not sober. Yeah. You know? um, but, yeah, when alcohol is involved, people will yell out. I've learned that, um, you know, I perform in comedy clubs and stuff where there's alcohol all the time and it's very similar to if i perform for like a youth conference like mm-hmm. middle schoolers middle schoolers and drunk people will yell the same <laughs> thing yeah. oh you perform for middle schools sometimes oh yeah. god bless like you camp sometimes it's a it's a brutal crowd yeah. no offense. i mean uh, but it is <laughs> it is a rowdy bunch most of the time yeah what do you think it is about because you're you're in middle school right yeah yeah, so what is it about middle schoolers that you think makes them a tough audience for stand-up? Well, first of all, um, you can't really um, swear at their shows, and that's all they like. Um, and the kids are <laughs> the just... The people in charge of the show say you can't swear, but the middle schoolers, they want you to go crazy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, um, and just the middle schoolers are so odd. Like, some of them are, like, just regular chill kids. Then other of them, like... Or, like, getting married with other middle schoolers. It's a mess. They're getting married to other middle schoolers? Like, a lot of them, like, in, a, in elementary school, there were, like, fake weddings about what? kids. Yeah. And, like, the, the, the kids were insane. A kid made fun you gotta, of... You gotta, you gotta write a bit about this. this oh, is... yeah. Um, like, the kids would, like... I remember once, um, kids had... There were two kids, and whoever kissed their girlfriend first um, would have to kick the other person. Oh. Yeah, it was odd. I think, you know, it's always great if you can combine romance and violence yeah. in that way. I think that's, you know, that's good. <laughs> so they would have, like, a fake wedding ceremony? Yeah, and all the, like, jocks, all the, all the uh, like, uh, supposedly popular girls would gather around and like, and the girls would always watch the like the the kids play football with their coats on. They were like, "Good for you!" It was a mess. Oh, uh, Dustin, who are some of your favorite comedians to watch? Um, uh, I like Bill Burr a lot. I actually um. Messaged. That was gonna be my first guess. I was gonna say yeah. you you have a Bill Burr Bill Burr essence to you. Yeah. Um. Cause um, I messaged him. Massachusetts also. Yeah. I messaged him once, and he's actually, like, you wouldn't expect a comedian who, like, has an angry, um, persona to be nice, but it's just a persona, and he right. was, like, super nice to me. I asked him for comedy advice, 
he was just like, don't give up, be easy on yourself, watch all of your sets, and, like, take it slowly, and my other favorite comedian is, um, Kevin Hart, I have a, I have an autograph of him. Oh, yeah. I never met him, I just bought it from a certified Amazon user, and, yeah. That's, oh, look at that, that's awesome. Um, Dave, I also like Sam Kennison. Yeah, that's yeah. A, I'm impressed that you even know who that is. Yeah, I don't... And then there's, um... I like Dave Chappelle and Burt Kreischer. You got some good taste, my man. That yeah. is awesome. If you're listening to those... I'm jealous. I probably would not have been allowed to listen to those yeah. guys when I was your age. Did you, but, uh, I think, they are some of the best people to listen to if you want to learn how to do stand-up and how, you know... And there's a lot of variety in there, too. Mm-hmm. Going at it different ways. I was listening to George Carlin, like... I think he's smart, but, like, I don't think his comedy's that good. Like, some of it's funny, but, like, I remember it was people that ought to die. When he said that, I was ex- it was hilarious, but I was expecting people to laugh, but the audience just started cheering, like, woo! It, it's odd. You know, you'll listen to some of his stuff and you'll be like, this is some of the best comedy I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And then you'll listen to some of it and you'll be like, I don't even know if this is stand-up. Yeah, because um, he's a philosopher. So yeah, I mean, he's obviously a legend. Um, and, you know, it's always interesting to go back and listen to stand-up from a different time yeah. when you weren't even alive and, you know, because things were different. Mm-hmm. And how's stand-up were so different, you know, they grew from that into what it is now, so... Mm-hmm. It's really awesome that you're going back and watching some of those older comedians, and you know that's how you learn, yeah. kind of, the flow of how comedy has evolved over time into what it is now. So that's I mean, yeah. you are so far ahead. Have you read um, uh, or heard about um, Judd Apatow's book? Oh yeah, um, comedians? I have yeah. that book. Okay, I was going to send it to you if you didn't have it. Oh, you, I think you would love that because he was. Yeah, I don't remember how old he was, but he was very young. Fifteen. Uh, when he started interviewing, yeah, a lot of these comedians, and he's one of the, you know he like you was mm-hmm. so interested in it from such yeah. an early age. He was fifteen when he started doing it. So um, you're ahead of him. Yeah. I yeah, that's sort of what motivates me. It's like if like people like Dave Chappelle started when he was fourteen. I'm four. I started four years before him. I can like I can be like sort of like the next generational comic if I work as hard as them. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. I'm so jealous, because by the time you're my age, when you said you're 12? Yeah. By the time you're my age, you'll be, have done comedy for 16 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. I wish, I've been doing it for, what, four years? Oh, that's all? You're way ahead of the, you're way ahead of the game, dude. It's awesome. Oh, your comedy's good. You've only been doing it for four years? Yeah, I've been, been working hard, but yeah, oh. I started in 2016, so, well, I guess July, I guess four and a half years. Oh, yeah, if you, if you keep doing what you're doing, like, you can be, um, like, eight years from now, you can be, like, on, like, have, like, how good your comedy is, it's probably gonna be twice as good, like, you can probably have a Netflix special eight, ten years from now. Well, that means a lot, I appreciate it, I just yeah. hope that you'll, one day, you'll remember this, and you'll yeah. let me open for you at Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden. Oh yeah, that's one of my goals to perform there. I bet. Yeah. yeah. I want to um, perform for um, what's it called? That what's that thing? Um, where um, I forget what it's called, but 
no, the, um, what's the middle of the Super Bowl, um, the halftime show? Halftime I walked, show? I walked before him for that. I mean, like, have Oh, you, wow. Have they ever had a comedian before? I don't no. think so. You might be the first one. I mean, if you saw, like, the guy last time who did it, um, the weekend, if he can do it, I can. <laughs> I, I yeah, I mean, just, if there's comedy auto-tune, I'll be all, all set. Would you have, like, a bunch of dancers dancing around you, or just you? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably, like, hit them with the microphone if they tried to steal the spotlight. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's, yeah. I love that you got such big goals, and mm-hmm. I'm jealous of your ambition and starting so early. What do your friends think? Do your friends think it's weird that you do this, or do they like it? Um, well, they think I'm funny. Um, well, I can't see all my friends, because... Last year, I, wa- I just had a notebook and I wrote, but I wasn't anywhere near as ambitious as I am this year. And a lot of them don't know, like, well, like, they know I have a podcast and they listen to it and they think it's cool. But, like, they don't, I don't think a lot of them know that I'm doing stuff like this. Because, right. like, I, I, I want to flaunt it. because don't know who George Carlin is, I bet. Yeah, like, I went up to them and I was talking about Bill Burr and they're just like, who's that? Oh. Yeah, the guy from Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. And then if I said the Mandalorian, they'd be like, oh my god! But right, then I'm like, maybe know from yeah, and I'm like, he has four Netflix specials. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, you must have some pretty cool parents if they're letting you listen to Bill Burr. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Took a lot of convincing. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, no, it is one of my job to be an assistant yeah. person that's the best at the job I want so I should be able I should be allowed to listen yeah well once I just showed my dad Boba and my and my dad was like oh this guy's good <laughs> do your parents are they stand-up fans or are they now because of you um well like they don't really watch a ton of stand-up comedy like my dad um used to when he was younger like because he's an oldie he used to have like these tapes that he would listen to and just um, like, listen to George Carlin, Sam Kennison, and though, and Richard Fryer, and he would just laugh, um, and my mom, I don't, well, she's, she likes stand-up, she likes comedy, but I don't think she watches a lot of stand-up comedy. Yeah, so how did you get it, when was the first time you saw stand-up comedy? I don't know, um, I, are you also asking how I got into it? Yeah, well, how did you know? Hey, this is something I would like to try. Or uh, I maybe don't I, remember. Maybe when you just all stand up and was like, "Oh, that's a thing. I love this." Um, the first one, the first memory. I don't think I even watched some in the beginning. I just liked. I just um in fourth grade, I couldn't. I was I was like really unfunny. Um, and I think that was sort of a, a like a goal of mine. Yeah, it was a goal of mine to be funnier. And I think I started saying funny stuff. My um, friend um, would bring me around the room and he was like, oh, listen to what this kid has to say. And, and I... Uh, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, and your oh... Your friend is like, hey, this guy's hilarious. Here, say something. Yeah, well... Do you like that or is that annoying? Uh, well, as long as, like, like, I already said something that's funny, it's like, say what you, you said. Right. Yeah, right. so that was cool. And, he, and then the people would start laughing and I think... That's probably where it came from. So, but all I remember is that I wanted to be a comedian when I was in fifth grade. That's amazing, man. I'm I'm very impressed. I think you got a bright future, and I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what you can do once these stages start opening back yeah. up, and you 
you get to bomb and get to go through all the hard stuff yeah. and, uh, you know you get you get so much better from all the tough nights yeah. going on stage so you, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun I'm mm-hmm. jealous yeah um, I'm probably gonna have to end this here because um I only have a certain amount of time my podcast can run for it so okay, yeah. Goodbye and have a great day. Yeah, you're welcome.